You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Paul Ward from the Treasury Unit and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning. Uh, Ollie, normally when we look at these uh, two surveys, we almost do them in isolation. But in fairness, I think it's fair to say that, look, there's a lot of common themes here across both. Uh, and manufacturing-wise, there's a jump up to 57.1 in March, coming up from 52.0 in Feb. And on the services side, we've seen a surge there to 54.6. And that's up from a reading of 41.2 in, in February Will you just give us your overview um, collectively there of the two um, reports, please? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of common themes in both surveys. Now, I start off by saying that these don't measure activity levels. What they're telling you, the, the, the break-even is 50, and anything above 50 tells you business conditions are improving compared to previous month. As below 50, business conditions are worsening. It doesn't so it's good news is what you're saying. It's good news. It is good news, yes. It's just an improvement of business conditions in both services and, and manufacturing. And the subcomponents of the surveys are quite similar in terms of what they're, they're, they're telling us. And it is generally good news. What we've seen is sharp rises in new orders in both manufacturing and services. And that's both for domestic orders and from overseas. And they call out Europe in particular in the U.S., and that sharp rise in orders has given rise to a pickup in production and a pickup in new business in terms of services. And the rise in orders has been so great that we, we, we have seen something that's been missing from surveys over the last year, which is a rise in order backlogs. So in other words, unfulfilled orders or business outstanding in the services sector, which is good news. And I think, um, you know, often we say employment is the true measure of, of um, you know, real economic activity, what's going on there. Well, the pickup in orders has been so strong that it's seen a rise in employment in both services and manufacturing. And particularly in the services sector, you know, employment has been under a lot of downward pressure over the last year because of the lockdowns. So when you see those sort of indicators, you know, new business, production levels, employment, order backlogs, all, you know, moving in the positive direction, it, it's a real, I suppose, indicator of underlying improvement in business conditions. But I stress it does not mean that business conditions are returning to normal, particularly in the services sector. Another common feature of the survey has been um, a pickup in inflationary pressures. Now, we've seen this in recent months, and there's been a lot of international comment about it and, you know, question marks about whether the real strong pickup anticipated in the economies globally will generate inflationary pressures. And we are certainly seeing upper pressure on raw material prices, upper pressure on input prices, and also in, in regard to Ireland, upper pressure on costs arising from Brexit because of delays at ports, because of uh, increased shipping costs, inc- increased compliance and regulatory costs, etc. So uh, both the services and um, the manufacturing side, there's a real increase in input costs. Now, it is notable that on the manufacturing side, you know, that sector is stronger. They'll be able to pass that on in terms of higher input prices, but not in services because that sector remains very, very weak. So there's a real margin squeeze going on in the services sector. Uh, And the other thing I'll draw your attention to is, you know, and we've seen this again over the last two or three months with the vaccine rollout, increasing optimism both in services and manufacturing on the 12-month outlook. In other words, what activity would look like in 12 months' time? And there's absolutely no doubt that, you know, the firms are responding here are saying that they, they they see the rollout of the COVID vaccines leading to an increase of 
sorry, leading to an easing of lockdown restrictions, probably over the next uh, two to three months, and that that will generate a return to more normal business conditions, which really means a strong pickup in demand and economic activity generally. Yeah, Ollie, can I ask you though, are, are you surprised slightly though in the readings? Um, probably even more so on the services side, because look, when I think of services, I'm thinking of, and I'm thinking of Ireland, I'm thinking of the tourism and the, and the transport, and, and we all know how, how badly they remain impacted uh, by COVID and will continue to be well into the late end of the summer. So are, are, what about the, the, the reading there? Are you surprised? Well, actually, the, the, on the services side, it's a fair question. The, there's, there's four main sectors covered in the survey. So we have the general business services, a lot of those are international. We have financial services. Then we have the technology side. And then we have um, tourism and travel uh, and leisure. Now, when you, when you delve down into the survey, the, 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 it shows a strong pickup in financial services and business services. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those would have an international element to them, and we can see a recovery in the U.S. in particular, hopes for recovery in the U.K. But the tourism, travel, and leisure, right, which has been the most severely impacted by restrictions, what the survey is showing is that is actually stabilizing, but stabilizing at low levels of activity. Right. Uh, and there's no sign of an expansion there yet, which is not surprising because, as I say, it's been the most badly impacted by the COVID restrictions. So the second thing I would say to you is, am I surprised? We have seen a strong pickup, first of all, in manufacturing globally over the last three to six months, and that's coming through in the Irish data as well. And remember, manufacturing, both in Ireland and elsewhere, hasn't been impacted by lockdowns. It's continued to operate. And it is still rebounding from... Um, I suppose, the restrictions that were put in place certainly in the first half of last year. And there are you know, signs of a strong rebound in economies like China, where the, a lot of exports would go to uh, and would be an important yeah. place in manufacturing. So that's not a surprise. And in terms of service, I'll go back to what I'm saying. It doesn't signal a return to um, normal business conditions or normal levels of activity. But what we've seen, actually, it's consistent with what we're seeing in other economies in the US and indeed the UK, where lockdown restrictions remain in place that uh, the services index has risen as well over the last couple of months. So I'm not totally surprised, but I, I, I emphasize it shows improving conditions. Now, it might be that firms in the services sector are learning how to cope better with uh, lockdown restrictions. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is um, a move to more online sales, uh, yeah. to remote working deliveries. I mean, I'm working from home most of the time and the doorbell never stops ringing with deliveries that my kids are ordering. I mean, there's been a complete shift in shopping activity. So <laughs> that's grown over the last couple of months. Now, again, it does not compensate or offset the lockdown. But what it's showing is the firms are finding, I don't want to say get around them, but I cope and adapt to these very strange uh, lockdown restrictions in terms of how they impact on their businesses. Uh, and that's picked up, as it not in return to normal business activity levels, but an improving business Level. Well, then, can I ask you then, Ollie, just a couple of questions. Firstly, the, the recent announcement from the government in relation to, I suppose, the, the continued path as we move out of COVID, do you think that that will have positive impact in terms of looking on the next couple of months? Well, it will see, it, it will see some improvement as, um, you know, the, for April, there's very little opening up of bar construction. Now, yeah. uh, we were returned to full-time education services. But really, it's May and June, and then into July and August that we will see the, the the bulk of the restrictions lifted that are impacted on services. The government obviously has to be cautious because we're still at low levels in terms of vaccination. But as vaccinations ramp up, you know the scope then is there. Uh, as the UK has a roadmap already because it's more advanced in its vaccination problem than, than Ireland. But I think you can certainly would expect to see, particularly on the services side. 
uh, I would say for May, June and July, a marked improvement uh, in activity levels and hopefully by the end of the summer, a return to more normalized business levels. And that's what that's been reflected within the survey in terms of those 12 month expectations. You know, yeah. at, they've risen to extremely high levels. I mean, they're at multi-year highs here. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. firms are anticipating that when things open up, there'll be a rebound. And, you know, there's obviously pent-up demand there. We have very high levels of savings within the economy. So they're looking down the tracks here and saying, you know, okay, it's tough at the present time, but the, the, the capacity is there for a rebound if we get on top of the virus through the vaccination program. Can I, can I ask you just something, going back to the manufacturing side, Ali, okay? So it's, there's an awful lot of positive there you're giving, but but let me just put something to you. Like, what, what would be your main concerns in relation to the manufacturing sector? And, and look, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, is it issues with supply chains? Is it the ability to be able to source raw materials? Or is, or is it even the case of possibly another lockdown on the Irish economy? No, well, obviously, I think... I think the real, and again, you know, manufacturing is very much an international business here, a global business. Yeah. And what we've seen internationally is, um, and they're somewhat interlinked, is pressure on raw material prices, on commodity prices, on input prices. Yeah. Uh, and there's upper pressure on inflation as a result. And that just shows you demand is beginning to recover in parts of the economy after a very, you know, we're coming out of the deepest global recession since the 1930s. Uh, well, it's been accentuated in Ireland's case by Brexit, uh, and particularly in regard to the flow of trade from Britain into Ireland. So what we're seeing there is obviously increased costs for firms. And, you know, yeah. okay, there's no tariffs, but you have to have your customers' declarations. Uh, you may well have to do, uh, may well have to be health checks and food imports. Um, there are delays. Uh, there are checks at um, ports. So, I mean, the UK left the single market, and you know the, the single market is there for a reason. I mean, it, it is you know it, it is the greatest version of us of, of free trade that we'll ever see, and and, and the reason for that is beneficial is because it reduces the cost of trade. So sure. if the UK comes out and we're trading with the UK, there are going to be increased costs for people here and for people in the UK, and we are seeing that pressure manifest itself in terms of. One of the factors behind the higher input costs, but also things like compliance costs, administration costs. It's not just your raw materials or inputs; it's the delays as well that you can experience. Of course, you've you're sharing a container with three or four other importers, and your paperwork is in order, but theirs is not. Well, I'm afraid you get stuck at the port until they get their paperwork in order. So these are the hidden costs behind Brexit. Now, they were well known. I mean, it, it was always estimated that Brexit would bring a reduction in the level of GDP even with a trade deal because you know these increased costs do impact. That's certainly evident in the in the details of the manufacturing survey and is a concern. Uh, I'm, I'm less concerned about the, the COVID on a long-term basis given that we have the vaccines there. So I think the near-term risk for manufacturing is, is that input charges, upper pressure on uh, raw material prices and the additional costs being bought by Brexit. It's good to see that uh, that that boat in the Suez Canal has sorted itself out. Anyway, Ali, um, the the last question I have for you, just in relation to the PMI, is what does it collectively tell us about the state of the Irish economy at this stage after quarter one? Well, I think what is shown is the manufacturing sector is performing very strongly, and that's a global feature as well. Secondly, the services sector, uh, the impact on the services sector is nowhere as severe as it was during the first lockdown because firms are learning to cope as for reasons that I outlined. Remote working is a big one, but also more online shopping, more deliveries, etc. So, uh, and we're seeing that in retail sales data for the first two months of the year. Certainly retail sales have fallen, but the scale of the decline is nothing like we saw in April uh, last year. Um, 
And thirdly, uh, within the surveys, I think that there is real optimism there that businesses can rebound in terms of the levels of, of their activity as the economy opens up. And the optimism is really based around the fact that vaccines provide a pathway out of the crisis we've been yeah. in for the last 12 months. So the rollout of the vaccines is absolutely crucial in the next two or three months. I mean, the government's already indicated that in terms of getting us out of this lockdown uh, and returning to more normal ways of living, normal ways of doing business, uh, it comes through loud and clear in the survey that the vaccine is are the path to that return to more normalised ways of doing business. Very good. Oli, as always, many thanks for your time this morning. And thanks to all our customers and listeners for joining us today on this podcast. Do stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AAB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. And for those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details of AIB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.